Welcome back to the Highway to Health Podcast, and thanks for connecting with us again on Podwheels, powered by Radio Nemo. In this episode of the podcast, we'll be joined by Dr. Flora Stay, who is an expert in oral hygiene and dental care. Dr. Stay served as a professor at the School of Dentistry at the University of Southern California, and she is also a published author. Dr. Stay will be addressing a wide range of topics on oral hygiene that will be of interest to professional drivers out on the road. Michael Burns will be your host for this edition of the Highway to Health podcast. And now let's hand it off to Michael for his feature interview with Dr. Flora Stay. Good morning, Dr. Stay. It's great to have you with us. We hear so often that our mouths, our oral care, is the gateway to the rest of our health. And we can find many instances where people who neglect their dental health end up very, very ill with long-term chronic diseases simply because of that. Yes. Absolutely. Thank you, Michael, for having me on your show. I think this is such an important topic that most people don't really even consider because they think, well, these are just teeth. All I have to do is brush and that's it. But just as a quick summary, because it is the gateway to the body, and that's why my book is called The Gateway to Health, the health of the mouth can affect diabetes, heart disease, pregnancy, osteoporosis, on and on other conditions, a whole bunch of other conditions, lung conditions, rheumatoid arthritis, it just goes on and on. So it's so important for people to get educated on the importance. Yeah, and you have done a lot of work that people probably don't know about because you did it behind the scenes and you're bucking the entire government when you do this. If you're familiar with the movie Dr. Strangelove and the quote about our precious bodily fluids and so forth, one of the characters in that movie talks about messing with fluoride in water and fluoride toothpaste and so forth. And this has been an issue for you that you've worked with, right? Yes. Well, fluoride, for one thing, does have some good points and a lot of bad points. It has been shown to help to prevent tooth decay, but the amount that's in toothpaste is really not that effective in preventing tooth decay. What is important is how you're removing the plaque, which contains the bacteria around your teeth and gums appropriately so that infection doesn't result because of the bacteria. So you can drink fluoride in your water, you can brush with every toothpaste with fluoride, If you're not really practicing proper hygiene, proper nutrition, that type of thing, it's not going to do any good. And children, in fact, if you notice on the back of most commercial toothpaste, there is an FDA warning. If more than used for brushing is accidentally swallowed, contact Poison Control Center. So there are a lot of negatives about fluoride. So I would rather people learn how to take care of their teeth, eat nutritious food, and do that instead of depending on fluoride. Sure. The question is, when they talk about swallowing that amount of fluoride, first of all, what good does it do to get all that nasty stuff off your teeth if all you're going to do is swallow it, right? The whole idea is to leave it outside your body, not inside, right? Yes. The problem with children is they can't spit under the age of four or even five. So all these delicious tasting, yummy tasting toothpaste can be very harmful. 
Now, you look at different places and so forth. I mean, let's just take right now we're broadcasting here from Ocean Springs, Mississippi. You currently live in California. Very, very different pictures on how people look at dental hygiene in those two places. It seems that in California these days, people are obsessed with having sparkling white teeth and making sure that they're gorgeous at all times and using whiteners and so forth. And Mississippi has a little bit different reputation on the thing. If somebody has 12 teeth here, we elect a mayor. This is definitely a different outlook, but between those two, really neither one of those is desirable, is it? I mean, maybe one's preferable to another, but is whiteness a proof of dental health? Is that gleaming smile a proof of dental health, or do we often harm ourselves in search of that? There's nothing wrong with having or wanting a beautiful smile. It really can affect your confidence level. Nobody likes to kiss somebody with ugly, nasty-looking teeth. But people can get carried away, and they have their teeth bleached, and then they think it's not white enough. Mm. So they go back, and they go back, and they go back. That can be harmful. And over-the-counter bleaching can be even more harmful because you really don't know what percentage of bleach is in there, and it can cause sensitive teeth and other problems. So if you're going to want whiter teeth, it's best to have it done at a dental office. But that does not mean that whiter teeth means healthy teeth and gums. No, you're absolutely right. What's more important is to get your gums healthy, make sure if you get small cavities to see the dentist, get treatment so that it doesn't advance to difficult root canals, infections, and gum disease. Yeah, and of course, none of that is fun. None of that is pleasant, and you know that, I know that. In fact, there's a phrase around here that I've heard a couple times where somebody says, well, that's not something I want to do. I'd rather have a root canal than do that. You're listening to the Highway Health Podcast on Podwheels, powered by Radio Nemo. If you would like to stay up to date on what's happening with Radio Nemo, please visit RadioNemo.com. You'll see the latest on the Dave Nemo Show, Dave Nemo Weekends, and the Tim Ridley Show. RadioNemo.com also has a blog section with news and notes from around the trucking industry. That web address is again, RadioNemo.com. Now, folks, if you'd like to go further down the highway to health, we'd like to invite you to listen to The Dave Nemo Show on Sirius XM's Road Dog Trucking Radio Channel 146. The trip down the highway to health on The Dave Nemo Show happens every Tuesday morning from 8 a.m. to 9 a.m. Eastern Time. Now let's get you back to this edition of The Highway to Health Podcast on Podwheels, powered by Radio Nemo. My special guest is Dr. Flores We're talking about dental and dental hygiene. I wanted to start this segment off. Dr. Stay, most of our audience out here is professional truck drivers. They often stay away from home for three weeks at a time. Of course, most of them now, the trucks have been modernized to the point where they've, most of them have running water and a sink and a mirror and the ability to brush your teeth and so forth. But others still have to go to facilities, stop once or twice a day at a facility that can give them access to be able to do things like toothbrushing and so forth. But also, it is a very difficult challenge out on the road to find proper food and proper meals to eat properly. Let's talk about what is important to dental health while you're out there on the road. 
Of course, we know all about avoiding sugary foods. That's the number one thing. Processed foods. I can only imagine it must be a major challenge when you're on the road. But I would recommend maybe some nuts. Nuts are great. Fruit is good. But sugary foods is good to avoid. Processed acidic foods, high carbohydrate foods that have no value in them. They're just sugary white breads and things like that. So what we should focus on is high in fiber. That's very important. Your mouth needs certain nutrients like calcium, magnesium. Omega-3 is very important. You can either take that in supplement or in fatty types of fish. These are just some of the things that are important to have healthy diet, but gums and teeth. Also, supplements can be very helpful. Vitamin C is very important for the gums. A lot of studies have shown it can help with preventing gum disease. Coenzyme Q10, very important for the health of the gums. Like I said, omega-3s are very important to support gum health and even help to prevent or reduce gum disease. That's very important. Tuna, they could have tuna sandwiches. Take Uh tuna on the road. Of course, leafy greens are very important. Salads, they can always make a stop and get already prepared salads. These are just some of the things, just common sense foods and really trying to avoid high carbohydrate types of high sugar foods. Yeah. Right off the bat, you mentioned fiber. And of course, fiber is many times the enemy of a driver trying to be productive and have an eight to 10 hour driving day. Sometimes those don't work together. I know one time when I had a load going to the part of California that is my home in the Monterey Bay area, I crossed California state line and saw a fruit stand and thought, wow, you know what? I'm going to have that bag of dried apricots. Probably the worst mistake I ever made in my entire career as a driver. I've got to tell you, I would never do it again. But many of the things that you recommend that don't cause that kind of a problem are just plain good health, hydration, proper pH, keeping the mouth area clean, non-irritating and effective ingredients that dermatologists and allergists agree on. Can you go down that road about the things that affect your overall health to a benefit, including dental health? I'm glad you mentioned hydration. Yes, that's very important. And of course, it's again common sense that what constitutes healthy body in general, whether it's your heart, your weight, lungs, whatever, is also going to be good for the mouth. As far as dried fruit, that <laughs> has sugar in it. Oh, yeah, it did. <laughs> They're great tasting, but for fruit, you want to take fruit like blueberries, strawberries. Those types of fruits are fine. Even green apples are good. So fruit is good, but yes, if you take some with high sugar and that type of thing, that's a no-no. Or keep it in moderation. Moderation is really the best way to look at your diet, what you're eating. If you really need a snack, there are so many bars out there now that don't even use sugar. They might use stevia or monk fruit sweeteners and that type of thing. But again, moderation. Right. Now, I was going to ask you about that because a certain part of our population, you can tell them to stop intaking so much sugar. You can actually get them agree to lower their intake on sugars, but they still crave that. 
And there are often many of the artificial sweeteners that people tell us are available. We find bigger problems with them than we do with the sugar. Are there any types of sugars that you can use in moderation that really do not affect your health in a very bad way? I mean, I know there's a lot of sugar in the raw out there, sugar in its natural state as opposed to refined. You mentioned stevia. You mentioned some of the others, the monk fruit and so forth. What is it that makes a good sugar substitute for those people who have that sweet tooth, but they've got to find something that isn't going to cause cancer or something as some of the other artificial sweeteners did? Yes, I don't approve uh, of any kind of artificial sweeteners, but stevia and monk fruit are more of a natural sweetener. The research so far has not shown any major side effects to them, like the saccharins and all of those, even though FDA has approved some of those other artificial sweeteners. But again, if you really want something sweet, there are a lot of bars available that, again, are sweetened with stevia or things like that, monk fruit, that can take that sweet tooth for the moment get rid of it. Chewing gum that's sweetened with xylitol can work. After eating, a lot of people want to have something sweet or mm -hmm. even rest or long trip, a lot of driving, they may want something sweet. Chewing gum with xylitol, not only does it help with the sweet tooth, but also xylitol has been shown to be great for healthy gums as well in preventing gum disease and even tooth decay. So that's another really good thing. And like I said, Blueberries are good. Honey is pretty much like sugar. It's healthier than sugar, but still can cause havoc on the teeth. Again, if you want that, just in moderation. Don't get carried away with it. Studies have shown if you really eliminate the sugar cravings for about four days, it can really help you get over that hump of craving this sugar. If a person really wants to get out of that rat race of craving sugar all the time, they may want to just plan their snacks they want to take, choose the healthy ones on the road so that they don't all of a sudden have to go to one of those small stores that might be on the road at the gas stations or whatever that have only the high sugar content snacks. Right. Now, I think we can pretty much say for most drivers, the downfall is very highly sweetened soda drinks that have corn syrup in them as a sweetener. And then we have pretty much national occupational addiction to coffee, which is neither sweetness or hydration, either one. It works in reverse. But those things, too, again, moderation. I was the worst. I will admit it. I was the worst. There was never enough sugar to put in a cup for me. Sugar in the raw, never enough half and half to put in there and so forth. Eventually, by continually dialing that down, I got it to where I drink less and less all the time. But the coffee trap, the sugared, creamed coffees headed down the road, and many of the drivers drink it black, so that doesn't apply so much. But for those who like the really dark roast coffees, very sweet and very creamy, where do we go with that? Hey, I love coffee, too. I drink coffee. What I have found that works for me is I have one of those, it's real simple, inexpensive thing that whips up almond milk. So I make my own latte, and they have almond milk, which is sweetened or unsweetened. Now, even the sweetened has very low sugar in it, but it really tastes good. 
I've gotten used to that. So they may want to try making a thermos full of their own latte and take it on the road. And it can have the almond milk, which is very healthy rather than milk. And also, like I said, use either the sweetened version or the non-sweetened until they get used to the unsweetened. And try that. That seems to work for me. That closes out this edition of the Highway Health Podcast. We would like to take this opportunity to thank you once again for spending part of your day with us on Pod Wheels, powered by Radio Nemo. Now, folks, you can always find the Highway to Health Podcast through Pod Wheels, powered by Radio Nemo. And let's tell you about a few of the outlets where the podcast is available. You can listen to all of the episodes of the Highway Health Podcast through our website. Or you can subscribe to the podcast through all of the major podcast platforms, including Apple, Spotify, iHeart, Amazon Music, and Google Podcast. Just go to wherever you get your podcast and search Highway to Health. The Highway to Health Podcast is a production of Pod Wheels, powered by Radio Nemo.